Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago. And in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. Missoula Sports Center. Colton Kynes has decided to walk away from the game of football while several other Grizzlies are banged up. Hello, I am Colter Nuanez. Kynes, a 6'8", 330-pound former walk-on out of Missoula Big Sky, posted on his personal social media pages that he was retiring from the Grizz football team because of struggles with mental health. Kynes started the first three games of this season at right guard for Montana, but did not make the trip to Eastern Washington last week. The media arts major is scheduled to graduate in December. Two weeks ago against Cal Poly, Montana senior defensive end Joe Babros left the game with a lower body injury. He has not practiced since. Deary Todd, a former transfer from Michigan State, also left Montana's game at Eastern Washington over the weekend but did return. Freshman running back Isaiah Childs also left the EWU game early and did not return. Late in the first half of that game in Cheney, Grizz junior wide receiver Gabe Solzer left the game and did not return. He is expected to be out indefinitely. In the final minute of the game, Grizz quarterback Cam Humphrey suffered an injury to his right leg and he is also expected to be out indefinitely. And finally, Grizz senior safety Gavin Robertson has been out for the last two games with reported illness he is expected to return. And on the soccer pitch, Camelia Zhu earned a third straight Big Sky Conference Player of the Week honor after posting her seventh and eighth shutouts of the season last week to help Montana stay undefeated in Big Sky Conference play. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory.
I was going to say what we're about to do is kind of mean, but I actually don't know if this is going to let me open this. I hope it does. I made preseason baseball picks in uh, for the major leagues with our good friends Sean Rainey of SWX Montana Television, Riley Corcoran, the voice of the Grizzlies, and one Matt Ellis, the, I guess, now former vice president of the Missoula Palheads because our man got promoted to president uh, recently, so congratulations to Matt. Um, but... I can't get my spreadsheet to open, so maybe we'll get around to that because you know, I was only th- implying that maybe it would be mean uh, only because, you know, these guys aren't here. I can't imagine that I did any better than those guys. They all know baseball way better than I do <laughs> at this exact moment in my life. But, you know, we'll see. If I can get it open, uh, maybe we'll do a little review of wh- who everybody picked. But uh, as of right now, we're going to talk all things baseball other than our potential clairvoyance uh, during the uh, early part of the spring. Jeff Safford in studio with me, Coulter Nuanas. It is Nuanas now. You want to stop shop for all things sports around the Treasure State each and every weekday on ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. Jeff is the voice of the Missoula Paddleheads. And uh, you got to call one of the most successful seasons in the history of minor league baseball in Missoula. Pretty darn cool. We're going to get into all the ins and outs of it. But first and foremost, I know that there's a ton of people that go into this, but you had a, you worked really hard this summer, man, it was, and I'm sure it was very fun for you to be along for the ride, but it is, it is a grind to do a 92-game season and then a postseason as well. So good job by you, but also it makes it pretty sweet when uh, the team pretty much wins every championship that there is available to win. Yeah, and, and you kind of touched on it, but what a wild ride it was with this 2021 club, and you kind of touched on it. They were dominant this season, and... You look at pretty much everything that this team could have done, and they did it. Whether it was pitching, they had the lowest ERA in the league. They had the most strikeouts recorded in the league. Their starting pitcher, Domingo Pena, had the most strikeouts of any pitcher in the Pioneer League. And looking at the offense, the offense led just about every offensive category or near the top. A couple of teams had higher batting averages, but... You look at who they are playing, the Rocky Mountain Vibes being the one team the Chuckers played a whole bunch. I think I put that very importantly up there, but they led the league in home runs. And actually looking at it, did this kind of digging as the season kind of winded it down. If you looked at the Paddleheads' home run total at game 76, which would have been in line with the previous format, we had the most they had would have beaten the Billings Mustangs record for most home runs. At that point, they had 129. The record was 97 in his 76-game season in 2011. So they had, as a team, we're hitting a whole bunch of long balls. And, of course, we've touched on Zach Almond also breaking the Pioneer League home run record, having hit 24 home runs and again, 71 games. It's kind of a little bit of a weird thing to look at when you're looking at a 96-game season versus a 76-game season. But to me, if you're breaking the record in that previous format alignment, so to speak, that's pretty impressive. It is our ESPN Roundtable presented by Paradise Falls. We do this each Wednesday during the 5 o'clock hour. This interview also re-airs each Thursday during the lunchtime hour, during noon uh, hour. And Paradise Falls 
located at 3621 Brook Street in Missoula. One of the fun places to take your family. They got breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Great place to watch sports. Great place to have a family meal. Maybe you go there after church on Sunday. Paradise Falls, it's got something for you no matter who you are. Family-oriented, you want to watch the game, you want to have a happy hour, head on down to Paradise Falls in Missoula. We're going to circle back around to the Missoula Paddleheads, Jeff. But first, we got to talk Major League Baseball. First of all, I found my spreadsheet. So here's here we go, rapid fire quickly. Here's the picks for who we thought was going to win the National League, or excuse me, the American League East. John Rainey had the Yankees. Riley Corcoran had the Blue Jays. I had the Yankees. Matt Ellis had the Yankees. None of us were correct. The Tampa Bay Rays won 100 games to take the American League East. Then the Yankees lost in the wild card playoff last night to the Boston Red Sox. So it's the Red Sox and the Rays out of the uh, East. Toronto, they were there. They, they won 91 games, but they are not uh, in the playoffs. So Riley was actually pretty good with that one. Just a one-game difference between the Yankees and the Blue Jays. But it's the Rays and the Red Sox out of the East that are into the Major League Baseball playoffs. The American League Central, the winner was the Chicago White Sox by a sizable margin over my Cleveland Indians. And uh, Rainey had the Chai Sox. Riley had the Twins. Ouch, they finished last in the division. Uh, I had the Indians. They were second, but uh, by quite some margin. And actually, Matt Ellis had the Twins as well. So Minnesota, definitely disappointing for us. So, so far, uh, we're one of four out of our picks because Rainey got the Chai Sox. That's it. That's the only one we've gotten right so far. The AL West. Rainey had the Angels. Riley had the Angels. I had the Astros. Matt had the Astros. Ding, ding, ding. We get both of those ones right. Matt and I do. So right now, uh, one point each for myself, Rainey, and Matt. None for Riley, who's supposedly the biggest baseball guy of us all. Uh, The National League, uh, the National League East, uh, I had the Braves as the winner, and the Braves were the winners. Rainey also had the Braves as winners. Matt Ellis had the Mets, and uh, Riley had the Braves as well. So three for four on the Braves. Good job by us there. The Central, Rainey had the Cardinals. Riley had the Cardinals. I had the Brewers, and Matt had the Cardinals. So I get a point there, so I move into the lead. And then in the West, Rainey, of course, had the San Diego Padres. Riley, of course, had the Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, I, of course... Always do whatever I possibly can to make Sean mad. <laughs> so, so I picked the Dodgers, and Matt also picked the Dodgers. The San Francisco Giants actually win the National League West. Jeff's San Francisco Giants, the team he grew up rooting for. And the Dodgers right there with 106 wins to finish second in the division. Amazing that they were there. So when you tally up all that docket, basically uh, a, a blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while. Uh, I, I was the winner amongst the baseball experts, but uh, I was just shooting from the hip. So regardless, fun to look at all that. But your impression of the way that some of the divisional races played out, because honestly, when you look at some of those teams, um, probably the biggest surprises were the Twins not being very good, the Mets not being very good, and the Giants being as good as they were. Yeah, I, I think those would be the three biggest things, especially when looking at, a, the Giants, who we've talked about it a few times on this show, who expected the Giants to do what they did with that aging roster with some of their players from yesteryear, looking at guys like Brandon Crawford, Buster Posey, the guys like that that had won multiple championships in their heyday. But again, that was a lot of years ago. You just didn't expect to see that. And on the other side, the Twins saw this club that was built with power bats and 
guys like Nelson Cruz, and they had done well in the last couple of seasons, didn't really lose a lot of guys, and you'd expect them to come back and play well. And it just never really materialized to anything for the Twins. You just kind of were waiting for them to wake up, and they just never did. And, yeah, the, the Braves were there at the end of the season where a lot of people thought they would maybe be there. But um, but I think with how things went through the season with injuries and how that played out, I think people expected the Braves to kind of fall off and see teams like the Mets or the Phillies. The Phillies started to get it going a little bit towards the end. It was kind of a too little, too late type of scenario. But you just kind of expected the Braves to fall off when guys like Ozuna and players like that were injured. And they just never happened. So give them credit. They got a date with the Brew Crew now. I just got the New Sports Illustrated ESPN Roundtable, by the way, here on 1029 ESPN Radio. Jeff Safford, voice of the Missoula Paddleheads, our guest this week on the ESPN Roundtable. Going to get into the Paddleheads and their championship run here in just a quick minute. But I just got the New Sports Illustrated. Shohei Otani is on the cover. Seems almost certain he's going to be the MVP. I find it so interesting because as a guy that follows the NFL and the NBA more heavily than Major League Baseball, it's very hard for someone to win the MVP unless they have uh, just insane statistics for teams that aren't championship contenders. Right. Whereas in baseball, you know, the Angels are not in the playoffs, yet Otani's no question the MVP, at least in my mind. And so I think it's just an interesting dichotomy, but that's sort of baseball in a nutshell, right? It is. And if you're looking at the Angels franchise in general, it kind of sums up what they've been doing in the last 8, 10 years as well. They've been able to bring in these guys that are huge star players, whether it be homegrown talent or the free agent market. They've had guys in there like Albert Pujols and Shohei Hontani and Mike Trout. And especially looking at Mike Trout from years past, it was the same thing with him when he would have these MVP-type seasons. He was doing it on teams that were not very good. And if you're going to hang your hat on anything, if you're the Angels, at least you're able to keep the Mariners out of the playoffs, at least looking at it from an Angels point of view. I may be angering a whole bunch of Mariners fans that might be in the area. I do feel sorry for him. Here's the thing. I used to not believe in the element of franchises being cursed or like trends sustaining throughout franchises' histories, even when the coaches and the players become new. Now, first of all, I do work in the sports world, so I hang out with some of the biggest sports freaks on the planet, guys that are just obsessed with this stuff. But hanging out with Rainey, and his affiliation, particularly with the Chargers, and, you know, it's sort of learning about this stuff from a variety of different perspectives. I mean, for my own self, personally, the last fandom I really got left in the world is the Minnesota Vikings. And there's no way you can tell me it's a coincidence that the Vikings have cut more kickers in the midst of a current season than any franchise in the NFL. They've been missing kicks since I was like nine years old. They can't make kicks in games, playoffs, regular season. If the kick is to win the game, it's over for the Vikings. They miss it all the time. That brings me to, then to what is such a tragically bittersweet. Actually, not even bittersweet. It's just bitter if you're a Northwestern baseball fan. I, when we were driving back from Cheney, Washington, I, myself and a couple guys from Skyline Sports were over there covering uh, Eastern Washington against Montana. We're driving back Sunday, and ESPN 700 is the, ga- the channel that, co- that carries the Eastern Washington game, so it's still on the radio, and we realize it's the pregame for – 
Game 162 for the Mariners. And they needed to win and also get some help to get in. And I was teasing the guys we were riding with. I said, hey, take me to whatever sports betting place we can go to because I'm betting out the house against the Mariners. There's no way they're going to win this game. And sadly, it's true, man. They're just cursed, man. They just figure out a way to break the hearts of everybody. There's no way they're going to win that game. Yeah, and I mean, it's it seems like they've done it in a number of different ways also where they've been able to somehow find a way to lose. I mean, the one memory I have growing up is that team that was famous, the 2001 Mariners that won more regular the, season games. The greatest games. team in the history of baseball, and then they lose in the playoffs. And, and they didn't even make it to the World Series. No, they Again, we're, we're piling on we Mariners are, we fans are, we again. Are. They didn't even make it to the World Series. Oh, my goodness. But, I mean, the, the, the iconic video of Ken Griffey Jr. scoring from first on the double. He slides in head first. His helmet comes off. That highlight was circulated around the Northwest so often for so many years. And it was one of the iconic moments in, in Absolutely. team history. It, but it, then it just puts into perspective the lack of achievement the Mariners have had through the duration of their franchise's history because that video, that that highlight is only to get to the divisional series. Like, this is the first playoff series win. It's not even in the ALCS or the World Series because all of that, that's eluded them throughout their history. And you look at even from this past weekend when the Mariners were trying to chase down this this playoff spot playing against the Angels. They had, I think it was game two of the series, Mitch Haniger had just a huge night and just could not be stopped and just basically willed the Mariners to a win to stay in the playoff hunt. And the calls from that game were phenomenal. Like, Mitch Haniger, what a night. You know, just a just great radio play-by-play calls. And I mean, yes, it's a big moment, but again, it's just trying to get to the playoffs. You're expecting to hear like huge calls like that in a playoff game or or a World Series games or for the pennant. But for this club, just trying to get there, it's just a huge deal. And the city of Seattle, you could tell, like they're trying to chase down this championship. The place was sold out for the first time I think I heard in 10 or 15 years for the games over the weekend. So, I mean, the city was just hoping, praying that they could get this championship or at least get to the playoffs, get an opportunity for it. And they just haven't been able to get there. They will, though. They might. <laughs> they, they certainly might. All I know is it's so funny. I, I've analyzed this a lot, actually, uh, the fact that it's so much easier to follow baseball when you're within the market. Like when when the Mariners are on, like when you're within the region where the TV is always on and or like when I was working in newspapers, I couldn't put the paper to bed until the Mariners game was done every single night. The sports section had to have the Mariners because I was living in Ellensburg, Washington, you know, 100 miles from Seattle. Everybody wants to know what's going on with the Mariners. It's a lot easier to follow. So then I got inundated in the the, uh, the hapless luck of the Seattle Mariners while I was living in Washington, and it's just it's hilarious and also disheartening how omnipresent it is. It's Nuanas now, 102.9 ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. Jeff Safford, voice of the Missoula Paddleheads, and our resident baseball aficionado joining us here uh, in studio. One last question about uh, Major League Baseball before we get more into the paddleheads again. What do you think of just the ensuing playoff race? Because even though the Giants did somehow hold off the Dodgers, and it only took, oh, by the way, 107 victories. I mean, that's one of the great victory totals in the history of the of Major League Baseball, and yet they still won the division by one game. That's how good the Dodgers were, too. Yeah. But I think they have so much pressure on them still because – if they're going to make it, if they're going to win the National League, the Giants, then 
they're going to have to navigate a really competitive playoff field, and there is a chance they might have to get past the Dodgers again, and the Dodgers have been just been so red hot, especially in the second half. Yeah, I mean, I think everyone knows what the Dodgers bring to the table, and we'll see a lot of that tonight with Max Scherzer getting the ball in that wild card game, which I think is a very interesting matchup. The Dodgers, in my eyes, do have the edge. I think them having that home field advantage at Dodgers Stadium is a big deal. Scherzer versus, I, I guess I put the cart before the horse because the Dodgers still do have to win this game tonight. Correct. Scherzer versus Adam Wainwright, is that correct? Yes, that's at least that's the projected starters I saw. And what an interesting matchup that is, is you see two guys that have been around the block a lot in in their careers and in the postseason with both of them winning World Series and appearing in multiple World Series Championships. I have pretty good memories of watching Scherzer as he got lit up by the Giants in 2012. It was part of that Pablo Sandoval three-home run game. I think it was game one or game four of the series. Can't remember which one. But um, but Scherzer historically has been good in the playoffs, so that'll be interesting. And as Adam Wainwright, but um, that will be fun. And I think that matchup will obviously set up a lot of things. And you mentioned the Giants playing with pressure. I would think. That it would be the opposite. I would think, from my perspective, thinking about this team, nobody expected them to be any sure, good. Sure. You know, you you love the Cleveland Indians. Right. So thinking about the movie Major League. <laughs> sure. It's this movie of, you know, misfit guys put together. And, yeah, there's no Pedro Serrano in the, in the Giants' dugout. But it's kind of a similar team where it's this kind of, you know, this team that kind of rallied together and they were somehow able to put this magical season together and nobody really expected them to do it so they're kind of playing with house money at this point i would think where they're just like hey you don't we don't know how many runs we got left with this crew let's go out there and try to get one more do you feel like they're the favorite it's That's crazy to, to it's say. crazy to say that the team with the best record in baseball isn't the favorite but i but i, I agree i don't think it is no and i the mean the rays are tough i mean i think the rays are probably the favorite the american league the rays are the reds or the white Sox. excuse me probably right i would i would think so yes is uh, to me the Rays combination of their pitching and their ability to hit home runs. Yeah. To me, that's built for the playoffs. Yeah. If you need those guys to make big swings when it's two to one, you need a guy that'll go in there and get one mistake out over the plate and change the game with one swing. And then you need guys that, frankly, can get outs. And I would—I hate to tell you, but I think that the Dodgers are the favorite of the National League. You know. The Giants did play the Dodgers pretty well they in the regular That's season. True. That's true. That is absolutely true. And so uh, hopefully I, th- I think that it would be great for people on the West Coast if that matchup occurred again. It's always a great rivalry. Jeff Safford, Missoula Paddleheads, joining us here in studio. I'm Coulter Nuanas. This is Nuanas Now, and this is our ESPN Roundtable, which is our long-form interview for the week each week, presented by Paradise Falls of Missoula. If you're not going to the Grizz game, not going to the Bobcat game, maybe you want to watch both of them, maybe you want to watch other college football while watching the Grizz or the Bobcats or both, head on down to Paradise Falls in Missoula. they got 30 big screen TVs, 18 draft beers. they also got the Sportsbet Montana kiosk as well, so you can be involved in any game you're watching, baseball, football, hockey, whatever. Sportsbet Montana is going to have those lines on there for you as well, so head on down uh, to Paradise Falls for any and all of your family dining and or sports watching needs. All right, this is the main reason you're here, Jeff. We buried the lead. The Missoula Paladins, an outstanding year. And uh, you mentioned just what it was like to be along for the ride. But what do you think was the thing that set this team apart? Because uh, 
It was almost laugh out loud every time I get your releases late at night. Just how many runs did the Palhead score tonight? I mean, I went and watched them live five times. They gave me double digits all five times. I think I saw like 13 home runs in person. I mean, every time I go to the ballpark, it's just a home run waiting to happen. I saw Aaron Bond go four for four with seven RBI one night. I saw Zach Allman go like three for three with six runs batted in. The the if you're an offensive uh, a lover of offensive baseball, this was a pretty darn fun team to follow this summer. Absolutely. And we touched on some of the things that they were able to do with the home run power, and you touched on it as well. 13 wasn't too far off. They actually had a game in August where they hit nine home runs as a team. They had two guys hit three home runs each as part of that, and it was a new league record that they broke against um, the Voyagers. It was kind of that two-day dichotomy was interesting. And to me, it kind of says a lot about what this team went through, that on a Friday night against the Voyagers, it was a home end of a home series and they were going to go to Great Falls the next day. They beat the Voyagers 25 to 6. Okay? And the next night they come out to Centene Stadium fresh off a sweep and you're thinking, okay they're going to go out there and mop the floor with these guys. No. The Voyagers turned the table and swept the Paddleheads over the weekend. They were the, only the second team in the whole year to do it. The Chuckers swept the Paddleheads in the month of June. And to me, that kind of shows that this wasn't just like roses and daisies, that this team went through its ups and downs. But whenever there was a down, this team had an answer. And I think that's the biggest thing that this team was able to do. And look at another homestand where they finished 2-4. and four. Some of those games in which they played against the Boise Hawks, the eventual Southern Division champion who they beat in the championship series. They lose two or three there and then lose another series to Great Falls, finish a six-game homestand two and four. Kind of coming towards the month of September, people are saying, what's wrong with the team? They make a bunch of roster moves. They make people's eyebrows go up a little bit. But they were able to keep it rolling, and despite that tough stretch of play that they had, they finished the regular season 13-2. and two. So again, they were able to kind of fight off all these things that were challenging them and just kept it rolling. And for me, from my perspective, over a 96-game season, to be able to go through those tough challenges and just keep on plugging away Mm -hmm. to get to that championship, that was something pretty pretty special. One thing I was uh, very curious and maybe even predictive about was I thought that this team would be able to maintain roster continuity a lot more than the Osprey teams of the past before they transitioned to the Paddleheads because there's been, it's not even been really that rare of an occasion. There's been a lot of high-profile prospects that were sent to Missoula, and that was one of my favorite parts about watching the Osprey was getting these dudes that were first, second-round draft picks. The other side of that coin was, though, almost always those guys were here and then they were gone. You got to watch them for half a game for two weeks they never really even get to play full games. Once they got acclimated a little bit, boom, they're up in double-A. They're up in triple-A. Because this is a non-affiliated independent league team now, I predicted that there would be much less roster attrition and or movement, which actually wasn't true. There was several guys that got Major League Baseball free agent contracts to go join a an affiliated minor league team. Uh, but I think it was maybe not as publicized as much as it had been in the past, only because these guys weren't moving up to this same organization. They weren't all getting sent to North Bend or somewhere that was you know familiar to people uh, here in in Missoula. But what do you think of their ability to navigate that? Because they did lose a couple big-time guys and uh, never really seemed to miss a beat. 
Yeah, and and that's again part of it. It kind of touched on some of the surprising roster moves that they made after that rough patch in August where the team was was scuffling. They weren't playing that well. Their record in the second half in the league was hovering around 500 at that point, which for the Paddleheads was something that they were not happy with. And right. they had to make, they had to change something. And it was clear that something wasn't right. And they ended up letting some players go at that juncture of the season. Guys like that had success. We touched on Aaron Bond was released. Kevin Hilton yep. ended yep. up in the American Association. Jose Reyes, who was kind of a crowd favorite. These guys were let go. And it surprised me as well, frankly. But, but they were able to roll with that, and those changes were strategic. And when you look at it, the proof was in the pudding. Michael Schlack, Bobby Brown, his coaching staff, they knew what they were doing. And they needed, and they knew the changes that they need needed to make. So, to, from my perspective, that's what the Paddleheads organization will be focused on. Yes, there will be players who will move on, who will retire, who will do whatever they plan on doing. But the fact of the matter is, they know what it takes to win, and I trust their organization to be able to put a winning team on the field next year and the year after that, and hopefully just keep it rolling. Well, it will be fascinating to watch. Jeff Safford, voice of the Missoula Paddle. It's in studio with us here on Nuanas now. So often when you have sports teams either falling just short of a championship, like losing in the World Series, losing in the Super Bowl, or when you do capture, you do reach the mountaintop, those come with specific narratives. Um, how do you how do you stay on top? How do you start building towards the next championship? Or how do you get over the top? How do you win that elusive championship? Uh, but so much of that is from salary cap sports or or institutions like college institutions where you have rosters that are made up of core groups of guys. This is professional independent league baseball, so that's my last question for you, Jeff. What is next? What do the Paddleheads need to do in this offseason? Uh, is it all about roster management, or what does is, what is a team like this do to sort of harness this momentum and ha- have it at least exist when they take the field again uh, next spring? Well, I think a big part of it will be finding guys from this team that, want to come back and be a part of this again next season because it's still the Pioneer League. It's still a league that is built on players that are young. The median age of players in the Pioneer League is 23 years old. So you're looking at guys that are just out of college and, you know, maybe didn't get drafted or had injury issues, whatever the case may be, and they're trying to get to affiliated baseball. There's still a young player with aspirations to try to go places and to have guys around the team with experience I think is a big deal and they can kind of piggyback on the themes from the previous team obviously the 2022 paddle heads will look to be different than 2021 and improve upon things but they can kind of promote a culture a way of doing things that can rub off on the next group of players and then you know it's kind of having a you know, talk with the young guys saying, hey, you know, you got to do X, Y, and Z to have success. And, you know, and just having that kind of perspective, I think, is important because I think that was important with this team in general. They were able to bring in players that were new to the franchise but had affiliated experience, looking at guys like Brandon Riley, Clay Fisher, guys that had been there before. And I think that'll be the most important thing, finding the players that want to win, that like this organization and can lead it kind of going forward for maybe some of the young guys. They'll come in and make 
contributions. ESPN Roundtable with Missoula Paddleheads, voice of the Missoula Paddleheads, Jeff Safford here on Nuanas Now. It's presented by Paradise Falls. Head on down to Paradise Falls. No matter what you're in the mood for, need a little brunch, need a little dinner, want a little happy hour. They got late, late and early happy hours throughout the week, each week. And also got that Sports Bet Montana kiosk as well. So head on down to Paradise Falls. Jeff, great work this summer and a pleasure having you around. And uh, I'm sure it's not the last time. So thank you so much for being with us today and uh, have yourself a great weekend. Yeah, yeah, you as well. Joey Elwell came to Montana from Boise. He's got a couple touchdowns in as many weeks. He's one of the breakout guys on the Montana football team right now. He'll join us as we wind down Nuanas now. It's our Grizz Star of the Week right after this. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. The world may have slowed down, but it didn't stop. If you're back on the road and traveling to Missoula, we invite you to give Missoula's Wingate a try. We love our regular corporate guests and offer fantastic service, great year-round rates, and clean and comfortable rooms that will keep you coming back. While you're here, you can rack up the Wyndham Rewards points for free nights or airline miles. And starting in July, you can release some steam in our newly expanded fitness room. The team at Missoula's Wingate would love to make you feel at home. Missoula Sports Center. Colton Kynes has decided to walk away from the game of football while several other Grizzlies are banged up. Hello, I am Colter Nuanez. Kynes, a 6'8", 330-pound former walk-on out of Missoula Big Sky, posted on his personal social media pages that he was retiring from the Grizz football team because of struggles with mental health. Kynes started the first three games of this season at right guard for Montana, but did not make the trip to Eastern Washington last week. The media arts major is scheduled to graduate in December. Two weeks ago against Cal Poly, Montana senior defensive end Joe Babros left the game with a lower body injury. He has not practiced since. Deary Todd, a former transfer from Michigan State, also left Montana's game at Eastern Washington over the weekend, but did return. Freshman running back Isaiah Childs also left the EWU game early and did not return. Late in the first half of that game in Cheney, Grizz junior wide receiver Gabe Solzer left the game and did not return. He is expected to be out indefinitely. In the final minute of the game, Grizz quarterback Cam Humphrey suffered an injury to his right leg, and he is also expected to be out indefinitely. And finally, Grizz senior safety Gavin Robertson has been out for the last two games with a reported illness. He is expected to return. And on the soccer pitch, Camelia Zhu earned a third straight Big Sky Conference Player of the Week honor after posting her seventh and eighth shutouts of the season last week to help Montana stay undefeated in Big Sky Conference play. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory. Montana, welcome back. Nuana is now 1029 ESPN Radio as well as statewide television, SWX Montana TV. I'm Coulter Nuanez, broadcasting to you live from the Northwest Motorsport Studio. Northwest Motorsport is new to Missoula, new to Montana. They're available online. They have more than 1,500 trucks available right now. You can check out their inventory all around the Pacific Northwest at nwmsrocks.com. That's nwmsrocks.com. For the month of October, it's Trucktober. Down at Northwest Motorsport, 1.9% APR financing on select vehicles. So go check them out either online or here in Missoula at the corner of Stevens and Mount. 
If you've been paying attention, Wednesday's show has been wrapping up with interviews with Grizz football players. The caveat to this is that we need practice to be over for those guys to get on the phone. So it's a sort of moving target here. You usually try to do about the 5.30 segment, but sometimes they're going a little long, and uh, you know I'm not going to be one to interrupt Coach Houck's practices. So uh, we are efforting Joey Elwell, sophomore tight end, the University of Montana, and uh, we'll share that interview with you whenever Joey is available here in about 15 minutes left down at practice there. So, while we're waiting, it is our Grizz Star of the Week, and uh, let's take a look around the Big Sky Conference while we're waiting for uh, Joey Elwell, the Grizz Star of the Week, presented each week by Bob Ward's Sports and Outdoors. we got a great ski package right now. You want to try some new skis that maybe you haven't uh, tried this brand or this style or whatever? they got head or Tyrolia skis and boots from DeBello for the 2021-2022 ski season down at Bob Ward's. The adult lease package is going to come with uh, either Head Primal Instinct or V-shaped V2 men's skis or Easy Joy women's skis with the Tyrolia binding system. They also have the DeBello Aspect Sport or Pantera. So uh, you're going to get skis, you're going to get boots, you're going to get bindings. They're going to be sweet, they're going to be new. And uh, you're going to turn them in at the end of the year after you lease them. It's $169.99 is the cost. $169.99. It's about $170. This program, uh, it's rolling right now. It's available through the end of November, so you do have a little bit of time to get it underneath you. There's also the junior lease package as well. This could be good if you got kids that are still growing uh, because, you know, you got – uh, maybe they outgrow their skis. You don't want to necessarily drop the full price. So you lease them some skis and have them try them out and then maybe buy them a pair when they get closer to full grown. Either way, uh, the junior lease package, one hundred nine ninety nine, and that's rolling at Bob Ward's Sports and Outdoors until the end of November. Big Sky Conference is an interesting uh, landscape this year. I feel like one of the common narratives and one of the low-hanging fruit narratives throughout sports is the constant improvement of everything. That's not the case. Everything doesn't always constantly improve. In college athletics, high school athletics, everything, there's an assumption that you're going to get better as your career goes along. That's not necessarily true. Guys get hurt. Guys get burnt out. Guys get disinterested. I mean, whatever. There's all sorts of different things that can happen. And uh, I also think there's always the narrative around particularly college sports, particularly college sport conferences about this is the best the league's ever been. This is the most uh, deep it's ever been, the most parody. Well, the fact of the matter is that if you have Division One football at your school, chances are you've realized the opportunity that at least exists to monetize that. Some do it better than others. Some do it phenomenally well. Some do it uh, not very well at all. But most schools that have Division I football programs have at least founded or formed some form of investment in said program. That said, I think the reinvestment of the top football programs in the Big Sky Conference and those programs from a program stability and program resource standpoint are in no particular order. Montana, Montana State, Eastern Washington, and Weaver State. And then you also have UC Davis in that mix as well. And UC Davis has actually uh, invested quite a bit in their football program. It's not, it's not a coincidence that those are the best teams in the league, but I also think the gap between those teams and some of the other teams has widened quite a bit, particularly during uh, this last two years of, of the pandemic. I think that the pandemic impacted negatively the bottom tier of the Big Sky Conference football-wise really drastically. I think that 
You take away some of that revenue. You take away the ability to play money games. You take away uh, just anything. I think that it's been detrimental. I think that you see, you know, less optimism about the, the full-on future uh, in terms of ever being truly nationally competitive for schools like Northern Colorado and Southern Utah and Portland State. I just don't really know where those schools turn. I do think there's some um, light at the end of the tunnel for schools like Idaho and Cal Poly just because they do have some sort of institutional support and also uh, previous success and tradition. Uh, but some of these other schools, I don't know. So I guess what I'm saying is, there's a lot of chalk games every week in the Big Sky, which makes some of the big ones that are upcoming, like last Saturday's game, Eastern Washington, Montana, big time. Next Saturday, next Friday night's game, excuse me, Weber State versus Montana State, big time uh, in Ogden. But it also makes some of these games like this weekend slate, Eastern Washington at Northern Colorado, UC Davis at Idaho State, Cal Poly at Montana State. Those are three almost surefire results. There's no way Eastern's losing. There's no way Davis is losing. There's no way Montana State's losing. So you just got basically surefire results. Portland State, Idaho is the only game I couldn't give you an absolute guarantee on. And then Southern Utah heading to Sac State unless something drastic happened. I don't know what Sac State's going to do, uh, or excuse me, what Southern Utah is going to do against the Hornets either. So uh, although the league has gotten better towards the top of the league and there are more investments being made in football across the Big Sky Conference, there's more bad teams in the league this year than there's been in quite some time. I don't really know how some of those teams are going to get on track until they start playing each other. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to take one more break while we await Joey Elwell, our Grizz Star of the Week, presented by Bob Ward, Sports and Outdoors, the Grizz sophomore tight end. He'll join us to take you home here on a Wednesday. It's Nuanez Now. At Blackfoot Communications, our mission is to connect people, businesses, and communities to their networks in Montana and beyond. Through Blackfoot sponsorships, local ambassadors, and public programs, we support initiatives such as the Emergency Broadband Benefit, Fiber Deployments, and Community Events. For information on our commitment to improving our communities with fast, reliable, and secure internet access, go to blackfootcommunications.com slash news. Nuwana is now on ESPN Radio. Montana, welcome back. ESPN Radio, I'm Colter Nuanez. This is Nuanez Now, one-stop shop for all things sports, right here on 102.9 FM around Western Montana, as well as around the great state of Montana on SWX Montana Television. We got a great uh, giveaway for you right now. We're efforting, by the way, Joey Elwell, our uh, Grizz Star of the Week a sophomore tight end, but if he doesn't get around to get done with practice, then uh, maybe we'll welcome in a, another time. But our Grizz Star of the Week is presented by Bob Ward Sports and Outdoors. The uh, we got a great giveaway going on for you, and this is going to last all the way until the rivalry game on November twentieth. What do you got to do? You got to follow us. You got to subscribe to our YouTube channel, Nuana's Now YouTube channel, and the Nuana's Now podcast. Okay. Once you do that, then you need to go follow Alpine Touch on Instagram. You also need to follow ESPN Missoula 
on Instagram, and you also need to follow Haymaker Beef on Instagram. If you follow those three accounts on Instagram and Facebook, Facebook will give you a little extra credit, but Instagram is the requirement, but also on Facebook, then that means you've uh, uh, you've uh, fulfilled your part of the obligation. Then you're going to text us and say, hey, I did all that. I entered. Tell us why you love ESPN Radio, whatever. 888 text that number and say, I'm entered in the giveaway. Okay, that's what you got to do. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on social media. Subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe to YouTube. What are you going to get? Well, by the time we get all the millions of entries that I'm sure are going to come, and by the way, you will get extra credit for any posting of pictures of Alpine Touch or any posting of pictures involving us, ESPN Missoula, whatever. More pictures promoting us on social media. That will get you extra credit, get you more entries. Here's what you're going to get once we decipher all of these millions of entries that I'm sure we're going to get. We're going to have you a, a tailgate Traeger smoker for you, which will hook up right on the back of your pickup, or you can take to your tailgates, or you can just use in your backyard, whatever. Got a tailgate Traeger. We got a beef box from Haymaker Beef, some, some organic beef from up in Ledger, Montana, locally grown. And we're also going to have a year supply of Alpine Touch for you as well. So that's what you got uh, in terms of our fall giveaway. Um, so, again, go subscribe to our YouTube and our f- podcast. Then go follow Alpine Touch, Haymaker Beef, and ESPN Missoula on all of the social media channels. And then continue listening to Nuanas now all the way up until the rivalry game between Montana and Montana State. Still offering Joey Elwell uh, for the Grizz football team as part of our Grizz Star of the Week. In the meantime, if you missed anything in today's show, really fun show. We were joined by, uh, first and foremost, a excerpt from Grizz Greats. John Edwards, the quarterback of the 2001 National Champion Grizzlies, shared some sound from him from an awesome interview I had with him. You can subscribe to Grizz Greats on any of your podcast hosting platforms. Also heard from Alex Eshelman from SWX Montana, our Montana State Minute. We also gave you some wings from the Desperado as well as some fancy football advice. So thanks to the Despo for sponsoring our Wing It Wednesday. We also had Jeff Safford, voice of the Missoula Paddleheads, on as part of our ESPN Roundtable. You can find all that from today's show on the podcast, which is probably presented by Blackfoot Communications, the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel, and Sportsbet Montana. Speaking of the Grizz game on Saturday, should be a, a good day. Dixie State coming to town, first ever meeting between the Grizzlies and the Trailblazers. We will have our pregame radio show rolling from the Chamber of Commerce parking lot right at the base of the footbridge. We're going to have all sorts of stuff going on down there. Twisted Tea is going to be giving away free samples. The Badliner is going to be swinging drinks. We also have Pepsi, keep making sure you're hydrated in the non-alcoholic fashion. And uh, also have swag from all of our great clients like RV Truck Sales, Ryan Holloway and Miller, and a, a bunch of others as well. But if you want to go to the game, stay tuned here. The Stone of Accord has been kind enough to give us four tickets to Saturday's game and a $50 gift card. Stone of Accord is always serving up great food and drinks, and now they're giving you a chance to win tickets to this week's game plus that $50 gift card. All you got to do is keep tuning into this show, and uh, on Friday, tune in because we're going to be giving you a four-pack of tickets to the Grizz game on Saturday, and uh, all you got to do is just going to have to call to enter, and once you're entered, then we'll figure out who's going to win, and we'll give you the tickets at our Saturday pregame show. So come hang out with us down there at the Chamber of Commerce parking lot, and uh, should be 
an exciting day. Not sure we're going to actually get to Joey now because we are running out of time here on Nuanas now, but if by chance he does join us, maybe we'll get a, a quick interview in. But a little tease for tomorrow. Get things started off tomorrow's show. Paul Peterson, he is the head coach of the Dixie State Trailblazers, and he'll join us live off the top. Also recorded an interview last week that's very interesting, very uh, a sensitive subject to be sure, but an important one. Uh, Jill Olson, who is the uh, owner and uh, operator of Peak Performance Physical Therapy, as well as the person who spearheaded the Dylan Steyer's concussion project, her and I caught up last week about head injuries across the board and, and what they can, uh, how they can affect you later on in life, what you might be able to do to mitigate head injuries, both for current athletes of any age or former athletes that maybe are suffering from vestibular or, or brain-like injuries. So that's a good conversation. We'll share that with you tomorrow. Carolyn, Chicka Doesn't Know Sports, is also going to swing by, and uh, we'll have some fun stuff from the AC Hotel to give you, and then a continuation of our River City runners as well. Kenzie May, outstanding runner for Hillgate High School, the reigning cross-country female runner of the year in the state of Montana from Missoula Hillgate. I caught up with her today, so we'll share that one uh, tomorrow as well. A couple pieces of news from the Grizz football program as we await perhaps our Grizz star of the week. If we don't get it in, that's okay. We'll uh, be sure to circle back around with Joey Elwell later on. Uh, but the uh, a couple pieces of news for the Grizz. Two days ago, Colton Kynes. You heard it in the Sports Center, maybe, if you've been listening to this show. He's a fifth-year junior, uh, eligibility-wise, because uh, still had two years remaining, but he's set to graduate in December. But a Missoula guy, a uh, Big Sky product, former walk-on for the Grizz. He'd been a starter the first three games of this season. But he decided to hang him up. He wrote a, a pretty articulate and well-worded message on his various social media channels, uh, basically announcing his retirement in the midst of the season. So a bummer for him and a bummer for the Grizz, uh, but hopefully he can get himself right because he mentioned mental health, and uh, that's nothing to, to take um, with anything but seriousness. So we, we wish the local guy, Colton Kintz, the best here. Um, as we uh, as he walks away from the game of football. Here now we have Joey Elwell, so maybe we'll get him in real quick because I just have a couple questions for him. I only got about three minutes here on Nuanas now, but that's okay. Better late than never. Go down to the Ringish Brothers RV phone line. Welcome in our Grizz Star of the Week. Uh, not yet. Okay. Well, uh, we're waiting for uh, for Joey. Uh, I think we I think we're going to be out of time today. That's okay, though. Maybe we'll circle back around with Joey because uh, we just don't have the time uh, to get it in. But please join us tomorrow and throughout the rest of the week again. Also, Saturday... Uh, Saturday morning, we do have our Grizz pregame tailgate show rolling from the base of the Chamber of Commerce parking lot there uh, at the base of the walking bridge. So come on down to hang out with us. We'll be broadcasting from the back of a toy hauler from RV Truck Sales. And uh, we'll also have swag from Ryan Holloway and Miller and Alpine Touch. And uh, Twisted T will be slaying some drinks, as will the Badlander. And so it should be an awesome afternoon. Uh, supposed to be good weather in Missoula on Saturday. It might get cold a little bit earlier on in the week. I guess uh, maybe tomorrow they're saying maybe a little cold snap. Um, but um, should be a good day there uh, on Saturday. It's supposed to be in the mid-60s and uh, sunny. So um, come hang out with us down there at the Chamber of Commerce Park. And we'll do that an hour and a half before and uh, an hour after each Grizz game, also bringing the press conference live from the Canyon Club at the University of Montana uh, after Montana's game against Dixie State as well. Appreciate everybody for being with us here today. Hope you're having an outstanding week. Uh, there's some baseball action going on tonight. I know that uh, we got some guys with some strong affinities. Our good buddy Riley Corcoran, who joins us here on Mondays on Nuanas now, he's a big Dodgers guy. 
our buddy Robert Chase from over at the trail, the program director at 103.3 FM. He's a big Cardinals guy. Dodgers, Cardinals, 6-10 tonight. It's on TBS. Catch all the action. Uh, these one-game playoffs are pretty interesting, and uh, it makes it all come down to this. 106 wins this season for the Dodgers, and uh, they got to win one more if they actually want to make the postseason. So it should be fascinating to follow uh, all those scenarios as well. Uh, a little later on this week, two to tease for something down the road, we'll hear from uh, all the high school football coaches from around Missoula, Matt Johnson, Dane Oliver, and uh, Mick Morris as part of our Garden City Spotlight. I think Andrew Houghton might actually make the rounds and catch up with Todd Hughes as well. Not sure if they're going to talk Loyola football, but definitely going to talk about uh, David Copang. Also, go check out SkylineSportsMT.com. Got a bunch of features coming up. Got a good one about Bobcat freshman corner Simeon Woodard up there today. And I got some more coverage coming for you throughout the end of this week and the end of the season as well. Uh, thanks for all of our great sponsors for hanging out with us. And uh, sorry we didn't get that Joey Elwell interview in. This is just kind of the, the way that it works. If we're going to try to do live after practice, uh, sometimes they're just going to go a little bit long. So it's nobody's fault. And uh, we, we will look forward to it. But cool story for a kid from Meridian, Idaho, came to play for a program that was reinstituting tight ends and fullbacks. And he's risen through the ranks pretty quickly. He was getting a lot of playing time last year as a freshman and uh, definitely getting some now as well. We'll be back at it tomorrow, 4 p.m. We'll see you then. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago. And in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.